recorded live. Welcome to Cellar Dwellers Home Winemaking Talkcast with Dave Nelson and the other guy. Norm Bone has just joined the show. Norm and he, Bone. And he says, what are the odds? I missed the first 40 minutes and they've already covered the winemaking part. <laughs> so you can't keep all the listeners happy all the time. I'm sorry about that, Norm. We deviated from our normal agenda Wait, due we, to we, a we negative did. listener review. We're trying to be well, responsive. No, we deviated in that we talked about winemaking. <laughs> That's true. At all. At all, right. So the home winemaking show actually had some winemaking oh, content Norm, this week. Norm, you just got to get the email earlier next week. All right. On with the wine news. Passionate one. You've got some wine news over there yourself. Do you not? I do. This just in. White and red wine may curb cavities. Now, I've got to be passionate about this, being a dentist. A former dentist. Well, no, I'm still or a are dentist. You, is it like, you know, once you're, you're a not, senator. You're not a former dentist? What you're are you not talking about? ex-senator. Well, you sold your practice. But I'm still, pra- I'm still a dentist. I see. What, okay. what am I now, a, a, a <laughs> del- tr- milk delivery guy? You're an unemployed wine drinker. Give me one of those axes. I'll start hacking some French wine. <laughs> Grapes. Some vines. <laughs> Jeez, I can't do dentistry. I'm hacking up vines. Okay, so why do you feel passionate about the fact that apparently red and white wines prevent cavities? Well, this <laughs> this 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 is a little sketchy. This I have to admit up front. This uh, wine news because the <laughs> the article starts that they um, even with the alcohol removed. Now, so so right off the bat, I'm not I'm not hip on this whole. Research. If you're going to move the, remove the alcohol from the wine, red wine and white wine may fight bacteria that cause cavities. In an Italian study. Oh, the Italians. We the like Italians. the Italians. Yes, we love the Italians. What are you, they're passionate. I love them. I love the Italians, well, I love too. French. I mean, I can't, you know, it's just you the know, French government I don't like. No, no, no. no. I, I travel to France, and uh, the French are just not as friendly and as welcoming You're as You're right. I was, I was just trying to get a sponsor there. I really don't care for them either. Okay. Anyway. No problem. Um, uh, before you toast the findings, it says, remember that the study was done in test tubes. Now, already <laughs> two things this, this, this study. <laughs> That's a great point. How did they get people inside test tubes to uh, brush their teeth? And I don't why know. did they take the alcohol out? I mean, these these are not fun researchers. Where did they go around pulling teeth from in a test tube of wine that they took the alcohol out of? I don't know. But the, the Italians were a little off on this one, maybe. But so it's too, so the study continues. So it's too soon to count on a glass of wine to chase your cavities away. Just because I'm, they did this in a test tube, this is hysterical. I'm in. Well, the first now here, here's the other thing I love. The article continues. First, they went to a local grocery store. <laughs> That's where this all, is where all great, the great research, research starts. starts. Right, in the grocery store. Oh, Louie, we want to get a new rocket. <laughs> what do you say we go down the grocery store and get some deli sandwiches? All right, Hank, uh, let's go. So you think they went in in their white lab coats? <laughs> I hope they had white lab coats on. It's not real research if you're not wearing a white lab coat. Yeah, give me a pastrami sandwich, and uh, how do you like my lab coat? Are you doing research on bacteria in a test tube? How'd you know? 
<laughs> I loved your Italian just, accent. Though. I don't know what accent that was. It sounded Scandinavian. Anyway, but back in the lab, the researchers stripped the alcohol out of the wine. They did that to why? Well, here's what they said. They Why? did that to prevent ethanol from interfering with their lab tests. So I think they wanted to, to see if other essences of wine, mm. which we've talked at nauseam about so this veritrol, but they wanted to make sure that it wasn't the alcohol killing the bacteria. Right, and the alcohol will. Right. Okay, so, so we got two substances in wine, whatever they found plus the alcohol. Right. So I'm, I'm totally in. I am into major cavity prevention at this point. Well, anyway, they found out that the um, they they marinated. I love that they marinated um, cavity causing streptococcal bacteria in the wines. So they 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 took streptococcal bacteria in a test tube, put it in wine with the with the ethanol alcohol removed. Both types of wine countered those bacteria and other streptococcal bacteria that cause some causes of sore throat infection. So so both red and white with the alcohol removed. Apparently killed off strep, streptococcal, strep, you know, strep throat uh, bacteria. Although streptococcal isn't the primary bacteria involved with decay, but it is there. More, more associated with sore throats. Anyway, next to researchers oh, – oh, sorry, I already read that. Red wine may have had more antibacterial properties than white wine, but that wasn't certain. Ghazani's team noted. Well, so far, Ghazani, they went in, they bought a pastrami <laughs> sandwich in their lab coats to a grocery store, took the alcohol out, threw some strep bacteria in a test tube, and saw what happened. Which isn't, I'm not, I'm not, they might be onto something here. But, uh, you know, it's not exactly, uh, you know, Stanford research. Anyway, the researchers also isolated acids found in red wine and white wine and tested those specifically, those acids, against the same bacteria, which are called S-mutans and S-pyogenes. S mutans, by the way, is the bacteria that causes most tooth decay and um, periodontal disease. Interesting. So the isolated acids were more effective against the bacteria than the wines were. So the acids that are natural to these wines have the effect, but when they isolated these acids and tested those, they were more effective. So it appears that the acidity, the specific Acids, and it's not necessarily just pH related, but the specific acids had a, had more of an effect on destroying these bacteria than just wine did. You are but passionate, you know, but you know this. I am passionate Very about passionate this. About but you know this. you can go back to the Bible. You know what they use for medicine in the Bible? Wine in ancient times, wine and olive oil. Uh, wine and olive oil. Yes. See, the for Italians wounds. were for wounds. way ahead of us. Of course, they weren't Italians in the Bible, but Romans. They were. Romans were Romans. bad guys in the Bible. <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't know if you read. The, I don't know if you saw the movie. No, no the I, Romans were the bad guys. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that movie out. <laughs> yeah, let me give you a picky. Let's go hack some vines in France. Oh my gosh! We got that story from the Fox News website, and uh, Tim, who has uh, dentist friends, wanted to see the exact URL, so we've just posted it here in TalkShoe Live. So uh, go to foxnews.com slash story and then copy I'm a little skeptical numbers. when they start first. They went to a grocery <laughs> store. That's where all great research starts. Isn't oh, it always? Oh, but Good more, story, though. More, more health news, health more news. good reasons 
to drink red wine. And by so the way, brush with some white wine tonight. I have happens. not seen a single story about you know bad things wine does in the one year we've been collecting stories. Other than people say you know don't overindulging, yeah, too much alcohol, right? Exactly. But uh, wine just seems to be getting better and better. Unbelievable! Wow. Good little wine tip now, there. Now, you brought up Italy, and I want to tell you. No, the article brought up Italy. Okay, your, your article brought up Italy, but I've been doing a little research. We said that we were going to tour. We were going to go on a bike tour in Italy this fall. I wrote this down. I only had two goals at the beginning of the year, and this was one of them. Piedmont, by the way. Go ahead. Piedmont? What's Piedmont? Area of Italy. Oh, that's where other, we're going to bike? Tuscan, yes. I just read a great article on U.S. Air, on the uh, U.S. Air magazine last night on touring the Piedmont area. Uh, Barbaresco, Barbaro, Barbar, Barbarolo. Well, you tell me. There's so many choices Barolo, here. sorry. But I got, got this too many one, bah, bah, bahs in there. Bah, bah, bah. I got this one off of the bikinginitaly.com website. And the uh, description goes on to say this is a seven-day, six-night bike tour. Uh, we can take it in uh, late September, uh, September 19th through 25th. Mm, okay. Harvest time, harvest time. Well, September 11th through 17th. Better. October 9th uh, or 21st through 27th, we could catch it at the other end too. Better yet. Yeah, so there's there's several choices. They run this one a lot. Uh, here's what it says. This tour has been carefully designed to capture the essence of the Tuscan and Umbrian experience. Think places such as Siena. Mantocino, Pienza, Spello, and Assisi. We selected absolutely stunning accommodations, including superb meals, wine tastings, personal tours, mm. and you'll be led by talented, engaging, and very experienced bilingual Italian guides whose intimate knowledge and love of all things, places, and people Italian will assure that your vacation is a visual culinary and cultural delight the hotels are exquisite each was carefully selected by us not only for their superior quality but also to ensure that you are always staying within the city walls so you can stroll the narrow cobbled streets visit the shops, see the sights at your leisure and truly immerse yourself in all the day-to-day -day italian experiences that make this a true adventure. Now, it goes on and on, but I think we're going to have a lot of fun researching this. We are, and I think we should – what do you think about opening this up to I our listeners am totally who are game. cyclers I am totally and game. take a group of enthusiastic winemakers, wine enthusiasts, cycling folks – and get a group of folks to go over to Italy. Anyone with who the wants to join us in Italy on a cellar wow. dwellers bike trip is uh, wow, there's the huge. open invitation. That's We're going to be huge. seeing a lot of wineries, eating some great food. Um, if we were to take this particular tour, and I, I don't know, this is just one it's that one. is there's one many. of many candidates, many. Right. but just to get a sense of it, on day one, uh, you arrive and you do a walking tour of Siena. Day two, you ride. 33 miles. I'm converting all these from kilometers. Day three, 28 miles. Day four, 26 miles. Day five, 12 miles. I sense a pattern here. This is too <laughs> We're going this down. Is, this, is, this is pretty leisurely riding, by the way. Right. And day six, 30 miles. And then day seven is your getaway day. So 30 miles for a day, that's nothing. a piece of cake. I that's mean, nothing. you can easily ride, even if you're not in superb shape, 15 miles an hour. 
I mean, that's not very fast. And so that's yeah, to average couple, that over over the course on, of fifty miles or something is 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 relatively okay. Decent. Well, let's even say ten miles an hour. That would be riding slow, very slow, and. 30 miles, three hours. So you're not on a bike exactly all day long on something like this. Right. We did this, the passionate one and I, in Sonoma three years ago. We rode about 100 miles across the course of a couple days and had an absolute blast, saw a lot of wineries, met a lot of winemakers, interesting people. Unbelievable trip. Ate some phenomenal food. So the bottom line is this fall, we're going to jump on an airplane. We're going to fly over to the boot and we're going to jump on some bikes and ride around and just have a blast seeing the wine country in Italy. Now, you think we should go at the like end of October? Well, it depends where we go. Right, because if we're up north a bit... Uh, Which is Piedmont is, <coughs> exactly. is, is more north. Earlier would be better. Earlier would be better. And the reason I, I might be hedging towards that, because according to this article, and there are still mm-hmm. great, very well-organized trips there, yes. it is a less-traveled path it, Tuscany is very popular. I see worldwide. And I this do like area, getting off the beaten path. There are more. A, the, the 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 guy that wrote the article took did the bike tour, and they were in towns where the people were just beautiful. It was non-commercial. They didn't speak much English, which makes it a lot more fun. They loved these cyclers. They hooked up with cyclers and other from all around the world that would meet in these towns, and and it just sounded exquisite. So. Anyway, the bottom line is we are going to put a bicycling tour together in Italy. And I just, well, this is just spur of the moment. We're going to open spur this up to listeners and maybe post it on the website and get, get a search engine going with wine and bicycling Ooh. here and maybe get some other folks interested maybe have a well, heck of a good time. Let's ask for help from listeners. Yeah, if how, you how, have, how can we do that? Yeah, suggestions, recommendations on you know uh, bike tours in Italy where we're going to hit a lot of the wineries. If you know somebody who did something or you see a good website, email us at cellardwellers at talkshoe.com. Tell us what you think, what your recommendation is. We'll put this together. We're, we're just doing this. I mean, everybody pays out of their own pocket. Uh, there's no sponsorship here or anything like that. Uh, we're just going to do it for fun because I actually think this is a great life experience. And you know what? I could be dead tomorrow. Well, hopefully I won't be dead before the trip to Italy. But you never know how long you've got on the planet. It's a you journey. You have to lo- love and live, live every day. Right. And this year I want to go bike in Italy and that's just on my list and we're going to do it. So – if that's on your list or it sounds like it'd be fun, come with us. Contact us. We'll let's, have a blast. Let's get some numbers together. That would be – and maybe uh, maybe a group tour we can uh, you know, work the numbers a little bit. And You're the numbers guy. There you go. T- uh, good thought actually if we get enough people together. Yeah. yeah. And tell us if you have a preference for September versus October. Uh, usually the grapes come in right around early October. So we might be able to swing September or end of October either way without impacting our uh, fall winemaking uh, event. Yeah, and, and any suggestions you have on networking this, uh, this kind of idea and trip, um, let us know. Post it with your friends. Talk to your friends. That would be wonderful. All right. Tim is listening along. And uh, he sent us an email uh, just after our last show saying, hey, I missed the last show. Listen to the recorded version, and it's not the same. And I guess that's why Tim is here live today. I had to run to the airport to pick up some grapes from Brem. Ah. I ordered two pails of the Glen Ellen Cabernet and two pails of the Eagle Point Grenache. Way to go, Tim. 
Yeah. But I received two pails of the Cab and a pail of the I don't even know Susan. how Susan Valley Pinot Grigio and a pail oh. of the Napa Valley Sauvignon Blanc. So it sounds like somebody in the mixed up Brem <coughs> shipping department was a little confused. Um, there was a mix-up with the order, and they're fixing it, and I'm expecting the Grenache to come in uh, today. So I assume by now Tim got it. Uh, but because of this mix-up, I get to make a couple of white wine batches. Ah, good for you. Uh, white wine is much different than it making red is. wine. And I'm really trying to keep the temperature down. They recommend keeping it in the 50 to 60-degree oh, range. That's cool. Tough time of year. Yeah, we're talking like June, and you're trying to keep it that cold. Uh, so low 60s, he says, is the best you can do. I have the carboys soaking in an ice bath with T-shirts on them. I guess that's for the evaporation. The cab, on the other hand, is going great. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it progresses. I'll keep you in the loop on the process. But so far, great. I highly recommend Brem Vineyards. We should get them as a sponsor. We, we should sold get them more for Brem Vineyards uh, buckets to people just Good, by great talking about. I- great idea, Tim. Thanks. And by the way, the original suggestion for all this came from Alpha King. So thank you, David, out there in Indianapolis area. Uh, yes, you need to get working on them to sponsor. We agree, Tim. Even with the mix-up on the first order, they've treated me very well and great. have great customer service. Ah, that's good to so hear. So we're glad you joined us for a talk cast. And by the way, anybody can actually call in now. Uh, you'll notice if you're in TalkShoe Live, uh, of course, you would have had to come to TalkShoe and join our show in order to be in TalkShoe Live. But Norm and Tim and JB and Tone and Alpha King and David are all on with us right now. Anybody can actually click on this little icon that's over on the right-hand side that says sign up for the shoe phone beta. Go through that process, and next time you start, just shut down TalkShoe Live and open it up again, you will see that you have a new button to connect, and you can actually connect directly in and talk to us, and it's all an integrated part of the service. You don't have to pick up the phone and dial. You don't have to know our TalkCast ID. Nothing. It's one button to connect, and if you have a headset and a mic on your computer, you can be talking on the show. Which does that require additional software, by the way? Or no, it's any, all any PCs can, or any, laptops can any have Any PC that. can do this. Ah. And David, you're uh, you're on with us right now via the shoe phone. Is that right? The shoe phone. Yes, I'm talking from my shoe. From your shoe. <laughs> hey, by the way, what do you think of the uh, Behringer Founders Estate now that has been breathing for an hour or so? Do you still have some left? Yeah, but I haven't been drinking. <laughs> this is. I think it's opened up very nicely. And it I has definitely the, taste the vanilla notes now that it's been opened. And the tannins have softened the a bit. The tannins it have softened. It's not so acidic. I mean, it's not a you know fifty dollar bottle, but um, it's one that's opened up pretty well after an hour or whatever. And uh, and by the way, our homemade. 0405. I'm liking blend. it way more than after, the Behringer. After opening up here for an hour, hour and a half, mm. it is mm. delicious. Knock your socks off. I totally agree. Which, by the way, any folks that come along on the bike tour to Italy, we will, I'm sure, be bringing a few bottles of the homemade wine to enjoy along the way. So, uh, added incentive. You know, I think knock your socks off is an idiom, but uh, Marvin Taraban didn't cover its origin. Knock so. your socks off. Well, that's new, though. That's 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 like sort of 60s. Don't you think? Knock your socks off. Well, yeah, this, that, that, this book isn't that old. It to me. You, yeah, but he, his idioms go back to the English with their thatched roofs. I mean, they all came from England where they were 
like, you know, being screwed over by the lords and had holes in the roof. That's where most of them came from, except for Over Your Head, over your which head. that was the best one. That's nor- a what, what, great uh, idiom. Raven, what was his name? Raven? I don't know where they came Marvin. from. Marvin. <laughs> Raven is Marvin Sideways. I see. Okay. By All the right. way, I just bought that DVD and watched it. In- oh, the Sideways DVD? In- that is oh, that so is funny. so funny. That's a, cl- that's a cl- classic movie. For what sure. a great movie. Well, Tim, thank you for your email. <laughs> great email, and good luck with the whites. Uh, let us know what you find out and how you do with that in future shows. Email us, please. All right. So, so Which we should try some white. By the way, okay. we, we, we need to do that this year. This, this, this 07 Vintage, we need to do some white. Here's my plan. We call Brem. We tell them about how many people like to make wine along with us, and we get them to send uh, a bucket of white or maybe a couple of buckets of white grapes for free. And then we'll that will be their sponsorship fee. Uh, that's what I, I think we're going to do. If it's for free, it's for me. All right. Good idea. David, um, actually Norm, Norm, David, whatever. Norm writes in and says, uh, no show yesterday. And this was on uh, Wednesday a couple of weeks back. I guess that's what I get for falling behind. Uh, last two shows I've been traveling, so I was looking forward to hearing one live tonight. And by the way, he is on live tonight. tonight. So, uh, ah, but, wonderful, uh, Norm. We weren't here a couple of weeks ago. I forget exactly what happened, but we were off doing something different. I had a question for you and the audience if it will fit into a show. So far, I've made wine from kits or frozen wine grapes, and I need to get... Frozen white grapes. uh, Sorry, frozen white grapes, and I need to get a press in order to make the leap into reds, which we highly, highly encourage. If you're going to make wine, you know, start with reds, focus on reds. That's, That's what I say. Uh, do you or any of the peanut gallery have suggestions on buying a wine press? I'd have a hard time persuading my better half to go with $300, but if that's what it takes. Speaking of which, if you don't mind my asking, you guys seem to be really large-scale at home winemaking. How much do you spend each year on your hobby? Mm, that's a great question. That is a great question. I would say um, you know, as far as – uh, equipment we bought all that. Yeah, that's, uh, all, that's sort of all up front, kind of early deal. on, right? Yeah. So, so now it's the grapes. We bought the few, barrels in '03 and '04. Uh, yeah. uh, we probably the most recent thing we bought. Uh, we rented for the first few years a crusher destemmer, and eventually got tired just running down there to rent it. And that was pretty expensive. I think we plunked down five hundred and fifty dollars, something like that. Bucks, yeah, yeah. Uh, for that at the and end, it was a stainless and, steel. I mean, it's pretty. pretty it's a nice much. one. As opposed to painted, and so yeah, it's it's very good. But you could get away with renting that one pretty much forever. It was twenty five dollars to rent it, but it we was were running the crusher this summer. Was it, it was twenty five for the crusher, which is the first year Ooh, why we didn't do that. We, we wanted saved to five save five bucks and stay up till <laughs> five in the morning pulling the stems yeah, out. You definitely want the crusher hand do stem stemmer. So. <laughs> Um, we don't really that, spend much on equipment or even chemicals or anything. So the main cost at this point is, is the, grapes. the grapes. And uh, we're typically buying between, well, we'll say on the order of 2,500 pounds of grapes. Yeah, so we're, and we're usually paying between a dollar and maybe a dollar fifty for the most premium grapes we get. So I'd say on the order of $3,000, $3,500 split between two people. And but that, that, that's that's. A lot. That's 150 gallons. Oh yeah, we're getting to go that big. You know, close to a five, you know 750 bottles out of this. So it's a yeah. lot of bottles for that. The other expense we have is for the bottles and corks. 
uh, we've gotten into buying bottles recently, and we pay about a buck a bottle in volume. And corks, you know, frankly, are still costing us about forty-five cents each. So oh. that's a non-trivial cost. So, that's right. So those are those are the main uh, the main expenses. But you get a heck of a lot of bottles out of it. So uh, each of us is out of pocket less than two thousand dollars a year. And you know we're walking away with hundreds and hundreds of bottles of wine, much of which we give away. But uh, still, what a fun hobby! It's a great hobby. But but to get to his, to to Norm's question, our press I know was under three hundred dollars. It's not a super expensive. Piece I of equipment. I think it was like a two eighty two hundred eighty bucks. I mean, and, I think and you're if you right. and, and if you go on eBay or something, although well, shipping for something like that is quite heavy, might might be cost prohibitive. Uh, we just went to our local wine shop and bought it, and I am. Although that was, we did buy that the first year, and and I have straight to away, say, and I'm thrilled we own that. Yeah, and thrilled. and that's something you're going to want, and you could even clean it up and put it in your living room or entryway or something. I mean, it's just a cool looking thing. I like with the that wood idea. Slats. Actually, that's yeah. a cool idea. Oh, that, it, it is. It is very cool. Um, but I, I'm sure, Norm, that you could get a press. And we have um, not the largest and not the smallest, um, and we were under three hundred bucks. So to answer your question, long story or short story long, um, you could you could definitely go uh, under three hundred dollars, no problema. We bought a um, a wine press, by the way, that's a little larger than you know sort of the entry level models. Uh, I think they call it a thirty five pound press, just to give you a sense of it. But um, just Here, looking here's on, one on eBay now. Hundred and seventy five yeah. bucks brand new. Yeah, that's uh, twenty six dollars shipping. There you go. Pretty nice pretty nice deal. So I think I'd look there. That's just the first one listed. Uh, eBay has thirty four items that uh, are found under wine press. So um, I think I'd look that way. eBay also allows you to search locally and if you could find somebody locally where you didn't have to pay it is go a heavy item if you could go pick yeah, it up. Twenty six dollars <laughs> to ship that is cheap. Yeah, no that is very cheap. That is very cheap. So depending on your volume, you could definitely stay under that uh, and take your wife out to dinner, and uh, she'll love you, and uh, you'll have a great wine press. By yeah. the way, older ones, when you use the netting, are not necessarily a bad way to go. There's really not much that's going to go wrong with these things. I mean, they're pretty heavy-duty old. Uh, yeah, they're not uh, going to It's wear not high-tech stuff. Right. I mean, this thing will be around for 100 years. So uh, you can get one for half the price that's older and used. Definitely grab it. I mean, there's, they're just, you know, it's like a, uh, an old-world technology, you know, but they're, they're really cool. Yeah, here's a guy in Norwich, Illinois, who says, you know, only locals – um, pickup only and uh, seventy six seventy six bucks. There you go, Norm. Three days to go. So check uh, out eBay, man. Yeah, it's I great. think that's that. That would be one place to start. And uh, again, he's uh, got all the blocks there. It looks great. Looks and like these just these aren't going to wear out. That one looks like it's been used a lot. It's very dark, uh, stained, but uh, it's it's but as good work. as any. That will work. And when you referred to netting, what we're talking about there is is a fiberglass screen for screen doors. Just go to Home Depot, buy the forty eight inch width. You don't want the smaller ones. Uh, you, you are going to need that full 48 inches. But, um, any right, because for, for modern wine, the, the spacing in the lathing of the, of the, uh, the container of the press, the, the, the wooden lats that you, that you see typically, are, are much too wide. Uh, in the old, 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 old days, that was probably as fine as they could get. But today, with, as Dave was uh, mentioning, the fiberglass screen, you lay that inside, and it takes a little it takes a little practice to figure out how to lay it in there, but you'll figure it out. 
that's what's really going to screen and uh, filter out your seeds and and skins and things. And so buying a little bit older one, believe me, will work just as well and look really cool. Tim's wife was apparently listening in the background, and he's chatted in on Talk Mrs. Show Live. Mrs. Tim! <laughs> Mrs. Tim! My wife is saying no way about displaying the wine press. <laughs> By the way, Mrs. Tim, did we tell you how gorgeous you are? Oh, I thought that was a great suggestion. Is it Mrs. Tim or Mrs. Norm? It's Mrs. Tim. Mrs. Tim. Yeah. You are a gorgeous lady, and you've got a wonderful husband. <laughs> a wonderful husband, that's for sure. Let him drop a buck and a quarter Anybody on the press. Anybody who's making wine is a wonderful He'll husband. He'll give you a bottle for your birthday. You'll be in heaven. All right. Now, perhaps the most significant email we've <laughs> ever received. More tog? Uh, no. Oh, no, no. Darn. I am serious, though, and I can't believe I forgot to, to talk about this one. We're you know, an hour and a half into the show. The most important email we have ever received, uh, most significant as far as I'm concerned, uh, my friend Mark mails in. Oh, it's your this. friend, so it's significant. Okay. Well, listen to it, and you tell me. <laughs> okay. You tell me when I'm done telling you about this whether you think this is uh, significant or not. Dave, I thought you might be interested in this. It's the screenplay for a new movie about wine called Bottle Shock about the 1976 Paris wine competition ah. where the California wines pulled a stunning upset over the French establishment. A good friend of mine from business school is the producer. They're starting shooting in Sonoma and Napa at the end of July or early August. They've already raised $4.5 million against a target of $5.5 million, cool. enough to start production. But they're still planning to round out the financing over the next couple of weeks. If you're interested in investing, let me know. So there's still about a million dollars of um, syndicate left to be purchased here in Bottle Shock. So listeners, if you are psyched to invest in a Very movie cool. about wine – and Just, what was, okay, your history, the wine. We talked about this in previous shows, show did. 27. I don't know what it was. <laughs> nice job there, uh, pseudo-numbers guy. <laughs> I know how long a meter is. <laughs> yes, you do. The one time the passionate one put some numbers over on me, 39.37 inches. Okay, so I won't live that one down anytime soon. But if you're interested in this, seriously, because any of our listeners might be, might want to finance something like this, get in on the action. And this is not, what do they say? This is not an offering. You have to get the actual prospectus, blah, right. blah, blah. But Yeah, we're not offering, but you can We aren't, and we're not directly involved in this. But uh, if you are interested in investing, or even if you're not, I have the screenplay here. Look, check this out. This is the Bottle Shock uh, original screenplay. You can be one of the very first to read the screenplay. Uh, for this new movie. And I've read the first – I only got through about the first three, four pages before I had to go do something else. But it starts out phenomenally. This is cool. Yep. And what he, was the wine though? Here's the – oh, it's it was the Stag's Leap. Stag's yeah, Leap. Yeah, Stag's Leap. Cabernet. And you know what? Just what, shocked the wine Well, world. what shocked me about it was – It's a great story. The vines were only like five years old. Right. Which that was what I found amazing. That's Not incredible. that the Californians could kick French ass but that it was with – Oh, did you say that out loud? New vines. <laughs> so here, it, this is the screenplay. It's a scan of the actual document, and uh, very uh, cool. Anyone who wants to read the screenplay, uh, I will warn you, it's 120 pages. <laughs> I only made it through the first four, although I enjoyed them thoroughly. Or if you want to invest, just email us, 
sellerdwellers at talkshow.com. I'll send it on to you. I assume since it didn't say this was confidential, I could pass it on. Uh, so I will do that. And uh, you all can be that insiders. very here. cool. So I told you this was going to be cool. Ah, great. And I meant that's to a, start the is, show with this. And that's I a great email. Totally that forgot is, about it. Wow. I, I, I will have to think about investing in that. All right. And, and Tim says his wife uh, is going to allow him to chip in 20. <laughs> to, the to the movie or the, the wine produ- press? To the production. This is Tim. You're married to a wonderful guy. You are a gorgeous lady. Let him get his wine press and throw, tw- and then throw a twenty bucks to the movie. There you go. All right. So, uh, uh, some great uh, listener emails. Couple, great show. Couple, couple of more here, just real quick to get through these. Very quick because we're an hour. I know and we're running long. Thirty again. some minutos. In fact, we're going to have to divide this show in half again and put it out as two episodes to those who didn't listen to it live. Uh, But Jerry wrote in. He said, congratulations on the Winemaker Magazine sponsorship. I listened to your latest show this week while traveling, heard the announcement. A perfect match. A real credit to you, Tog, and your show. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry, you're a genius. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Jerry is a genius. He does say he's going to re-up his own subscription to Winemaker Magazine. And hopefully you'll do it at winemakermag.com slash talkshoe, T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E. We would appreciate that. So that that the folks know that you came because of us. Beautiful. Uh, Next email. Uh, This is just a little bit of a correction from last show, or we'll say building on some information we shared last show. Dear Dave and Tog, order very significant there. Let me start by saying how much I enjoy your show. The two of you do a fantastic job. Way to go on the sponsors. The new segment on wine jobs, which is the last thing we have to do on this show. We'll get to it in a second. uh, Is a great addition. I don't suppose there are any positions open in Wisconsin? Question mark. I searched a hundred different wine jobs. None were in Wisconsin. Sorry to say. Are there any jobs in Wisconsin? (laughs) Good question. (laughs) Wine jobs at least are prevalent in California, the Sunoco gas station, Texas, New York, and I even found some in Ohio. But, Texas uh, is making some great wines. I'm going to bring that up wine. in the next show. I had some great Texas wine. Okay, but in a recent uh, episode, a listener had a question about malolactic fermentation. Yes. Wanted to blend a wine that went through mallow with one that didn't, and he wanted to know how to prevent the non-mallow wine from going through mallow once the wines were blended. Your answer to him was that you know either he had to go all or none. And he says he's had wines that have gone through a partial malic. And it is a common practice in California Chardonnays. Mm. He then points us to an article. And uh, I, I get where he's coming from. Malic, uh, malic acid or, or malic, malolactic bacteria is very sensitive to acid and sulfites. And so you could just boost your sulfites a little bit or drop your and acid. Stop the non-malo from Exactly. Going. And that's yeah. that's sort of what the uh, gist of this is. Hmm. I also found it interesting, just to reiterate, listeners, why you might want to consider malolactic fermentation. Uh, from the article that he pointed me to, malolactic fermentation can add a creamy, buttery flavor, which combined with Strong new oak can make the wine taste like butterscotch or caramel. Right. Wonderful flavors. Especially white, yeah. Handled in diff- different ways, it leaves no particular flavor, merely softening the acid enough to give a wine a smoother, richer mouthfeel. The malolactic technique can give wine nuance and more weight on the palate. The downside of malolactic fermentation, at least in California Chardonnay winemaking, is that the overuse of this technique has resulted in a profusion of Chardonnays that are virtually indistinguishable. 
Yes. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Opulent, extravagant, showing lots of oak, yet lacking in structure. I agree. Wines that deliver explosive flavors on release to market, but can seem dull and tired just three years later. So the malolactic, if I could summarize it, takes down the fruitiness of a wine. And um, so there you have it. So I and I don't know that I, I I don't know that I like that so much in in whites. Well, you know, actually, and I, I love white just, wines. I like white wine more than the numbers guy do. I, I will admit that, especially in the summer when it's hot. I love a great. Oh my gosh, Pinot Grigio, Sauvignon Blanc, especially. You know, you get some of those from from um, New Zealand with uh, the really tropical fruit and grapefruit flavors in a chilled glass. That is a delightful, delightful experience, I think, especially in warmer, warmer times and warmer climates in summer. I know you're not a big white wine guy. You sneeze in my direction. <laughs> sneeze in your general direction. I, it's not that I dislike white wine, but I like red wine so much that if I'm going to drink wine, I tend to you're I'll a numbers, invest in You're the, a numbers guy. See, I'm I'll a passion. In the I'm passionate in the moment. White wine's right now. I have white wine. You, you're a numbers guy. Mm, tick, 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 tick. No, red wine. Sorry. Out. All right. Well, hey, uh, thank you, Justin, for writing Great email. Thank you, Justin. God bless you. I am allergic to something. All right. So, you're allergic uh, to logic. Go ahead. Yes. Um, <laughs> is that what it is? What that went I over your head. It had to go oh, over my head. I was. We consult the wine. <laughs> The idiom Bible, or whatever that was from David. Thank oh, you, David. man. Uh, Tim also forwarded this interesting article uh, from the 32nd Wine Advisor, Uncorked. One of the more interesting wine trends to watch in recent years has been the battle between natural cork and a variety of alternative uh-huh. wine bottle closures. And it goes through a nice little uh, summary on the whole thing. Um, so uh, let's see. The, uh, the bottom line on this is... Uh, uh, the, the author says, for me, matters have reached the point where I respond instinctively to each closure. Natural cork? I hope it's not corked, as in, you know, it's got the TCA, it went bad. Right. Synthetic? I hope it's not oxidized. Synthetic? And, oh, yeah. I hope I can get it I get it off my screw cork or corkscrew. We we had that problem. This, uh, this Behringer estate, that is not a cork. Well, there's a lot. It's sort of cork shaped. There's there's a lot of um, synthetic cork with a thin cork lining, which this is not. And that, now that this one's not. this one's made to look like that, which is even more disgusting to me. Yeah. I am not a synthetic cork fan in any way, shape, or form. Right, and so I hope I can get it off my cork uh, corkscrew. A lot of those do. Um, potentially I even damage a cork. I won't use my rabbit on yeah, exactly. an artificial cork. Exactly. It's too hard. It it it, it ruins bends it can ruin the, it. Exactly. the uh, screw. Yeah, you're, in other words, you're screwed. And he says, uh, with screw cap, his general response is, "Hey, not bad. I won't need my ah, screw." Grazie, grazie. And so thank you for that article, Twist. which is it's off. Very popular with the passionate one. Thank you. All right, and our are uh, we on? To, let's do last let's, email. Oh, I thought we were last do, email. Okay, jobs. and then we're going to do wine jobs. I'm last looking email. for a job. I'm, only I'm unemployed. A single line. Um, Norm writes in to say, "Hey guys, I hope to be able to listen tomorrow." And Norm is on the show. We're pleased to have you live. Are you still offering olive oil for iTunes reviews? And uh, the bottom line is, I think we've sent out about as much olive oil as we can uh, for reviews. We would still appreciate a review. 
anyone who would like to go review the cellar dwellers, uh, search for home winemaking, winemaking being one word. I think our show is the only one that comes up on iTunes with that, that search. Write a review for us. <clears throat> Tell us you do, and maybe the spirit will move us, depending, to send out when we some. we get closer to Christmas, <clears throat> we have any wine left, and you really praised Tog and <laughs> and <laughs> and key. you go on the bike trip and buy and us a key. dinner somewhere. We might be able to cough up some olive ah. oil for Norm. You just gave me a brilliant Norm. idea. Walking to cheers, idea. Norm. Let, let me make this offer. I have traveled to Italy several times on business. Okay, brag, 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 brag. Go ahead. And I have brought wine to my um, corporate hosts. Uh, homemade I was working wine. with Telecom Italia. I brought her homemade ah, wine to the folks brilliant. at Telecom Italia. Brilliant. It turns out that the Italians have no um, restrictions or even policies or enforcement or anybody watching the border when you fly into Rome. You can carry in pretty with much wine. whatever you want. And yeah. so I brought half a dozen bottles, which is as much as I could conveniently carry last time I went. We will bring lots of, I already mentioned it. We're we're going to take as much wine as we can as take on that bike trip. We're taking as much wine as we can take on that bike trip. And the Italians will wine. love us. They and will you love for us. So being with us, we'll probably bring a couple of cases of Woodbine Estates gold medal winning blends to Italy on our bike trip. So there's a little extra incentive, a little bit extra motivation for folks. I'll cut out underwear to bring more wine. <laughs> I'm willing to offer that. <laughs> You might not want to ride behind yeah, I was me. Say, <laughs> if that means you're wearing the same pair, all ah. Okay. So okay. Now, do we have any wine jobs before yes, we? Um, go we do up have the some air. wine jobs. None in uh, California. Or none uh, Wisconsin, in Wisconsin. I'm Wisconsin. Sorry to say, there's but, no jobs in Wisconsin, isn't there? The the. All right. I'm going to the first one. This was Seven Eleven's looking for a most guy. recently posted for anyone who is around or aspires to live in Napa. California. Well, you better be good. Uh, the job is for a skilled cellar worker. So you got to know where it is, first of all, the cellar. <laughs> you definitely need to know where the cellar But I think anyone who's listened to this show can uh, you know, Find claim to be a, a skilled cellar worker. Or the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need a gutter worker. Uh, okay, I'm in. The gutter worker. Uh, short job description. Lewis Sellers is seeking a skilled, self-starting, detail-conscious person person to perform all aspects of cellar work. There you go. That's well, it. What, what, what's cellar work, though? Well, it doesn't I guess define that. if you have two years of experience and a good understanding of the cellar and crush pad operations, strong communication skills and attention to detail, wait, PC wait, why literary. Do need, why do you need strong communication? Who are you going to talk to? I don't know. But uh, you also need PC literacy and solid forklift driving ability. <laughs> now, how often do you see that in one sentence? <laughs> not, not too PC and forklift probably hey, don't. Brrr, <laughs> I'm on Google. Get out of my way. Oh, man. What is that? That's hysterical. This All right, sounds now, like Saturday Night if, Live. If that doesn't work for you. It's full time. It is full time. Now, here's another one. There is uh, the sun sort of the other end. And forklift. <laughs> forklift driving. And must be able to shoot your free throws consistently. Eighty <laughs> percent. Okay. The uh, Glendennan Vineyard Management Company. Hiltzburg, California. Oh, I'll take Hiltzburg. this job. Hiltzburg I don't was care what the it pays. base of operations for our Sonoma our, our bike, bike trip. trip. Ugh, wonderful. This was also just posted today. 
A uh, thriving vineyard management company seeks a full-time mechanic. Uh-huh. A person should be able to maintain and repair a wide variety of vineyard equipment and trucks. Hmm. Will fabricate specialty vineyard equipment. Will assist in training equipment operators, I guess including the forklift driver. Yeah. Will maintain a current California driver's license. Must be able to speak and understand English and Spanish. Oh. I think there are... Uh, Oy vey, I'm out. A lot was of, that Spanish? Uh, yes, that was Spanish. Oy vey. Oy vey. Uh, uh, yeah, that was Spanish, right? Or Yiddish. So you got to know English and Spanish to drive a truck in the vineyard up there. Yep. Wow. You can contact uh, John Glendennan at 707-473. Or Glendennan. Yes, or Juan Glendennan. Four seven three zero eight eight one. See, I like way, that. I, I like that job until the Spanish thing came up, and now I'm out. I, I would be. I would love to take that job. And back on the uh, the first job with the PC and forklift uh, capabilities. Contact either well Dennis Bell at Lewis Sellers. Uh, you can write to wine at lewissellers dot com or telephone seven zero seven two five five thirty four hundred extension fifteen. And one last wine job. Let's pick something interesting here from the list of. Uh, right now, there are 462 possible wine jobs. Wow. I'm going to go with What's the going in Harvest. Sellers? No, no, let's do the Harvest Internship because Fresno. this sounds like a good good starter position for many of our listeners. A student <clears throat> internship. That's a student intern- internship. Get on, on the ground floor here. Pacific Oasis Winery produces high-quality wine with fruit grown in the Santa Barbara region. Okay. The focus of our work is high-quality Pinot Noir, and the winery is designed with this in mind. Efficient production and equipment allows us to focus on the winemaking. If you are interested in a harvest internship where you will actively participate in all aspects of winemaking and become part of the international team, please email us at pac. Oasis, P-A-C Oasis at unwiredbb, as in bulletin board, dot com, or phone 559-674-3012. Now, I hate to, you know, throw another job on, on David, but he's been so good with the, the themes for the news and the idioms. I think we need a wine jobs theme as well. So, David or any other listener who cares to compose. a wine jobs theme. Yeah, exactly. We're so we could play a. Uh, there's an idea. No, no, no okay. David, do you think you up to, up to this challenge? Taking uh, care I'm work, of. I'm working on them. They're taking they really care of business. That easy to figure out because you know the the, the wine news is kind of easy. You know the the teletype and the wine bottle, but wine jobs and then listener email. <laughs> It's kind of odd. All right. Well, we'll, well, we'll throw it out there as a little bit of a challenge. We've got faith in you there, David. I think we owe you some more wine in any case because you, you have certainly been you know, working for the show. So, uh, and your idiom, theme is, your idiom theme is brilliant. brilliant. Absolutely, Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Hey, Alpha King, you uh, still out there listening along tonight? I certainly am. How are your uh, winemaking travels yeah, how, going? How's your wine coming along this year? Well, it had to make a 750-mile truck, to be honest. You what, What's that? I've moved from um, northwest Indiana to Columbia, South Carolina. Wow! Whoa. So you're going to have yeah. you're going to have some temperatures to to deal with with your winemaking. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on that. What brought you to uh, Columbia, South Carolina? Great part of the country, well, though. 
I got married on the 2nd of July. Oh, congratulations. Someone who lives in Columbia. That'll do it. Wow. We'll do it. Absolutely. Wonderful. I have some challenges in terms of winemaking. Congratulations. So you found you. you found appropriate employment down there and are going to oh that's a great place to be, but um and are going to be making some wine in the southern south of the Mason Dixon line. Yep, I gotta explore Muscadine Grape. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> well, you know we yeah, I've I've actually had um actually in Alabama I think they call it Muscadine, but uh I've had some muscadine wine. It depends on how much you want to pay for it. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. <laughs> it needs to be um, heavy on the sugar, <laughs> very heavy on the sugar. Lots of residual yeah. sugar. By the way, Alpha King, I see you're not on the Talk Show Live chat, but uh, Norm uh, types in, uh, congratulations, Alpha King. So uh, Thank you. many Thank listeners are out there. Uh, Tim also types in the same thing. So yeah, uh, congratulations wonderful. from the whole Cellar Dwellers family on the uh, on the. Mm-hmm. Uh, Recently betrothed. Yeah, Alpha King's been a wonderful contributor to the show here with lots of great advice. Has a wonderful um, fining process. Well, and, and you grow technique. your own yeast. Did you bring your your yeast yeah. slats with slats with yeah. you? Yep, my yeast here with me. Absolutely, they're precious. Absolutely is that precious. is that legal in South Carolina to bring yeast down there? I thought that was like <laughs> you didn't have to get your shots when you moved down there and kill all that off. You know, they all have stills down here. They're doing ah, ah, the moonshine. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll be hip to your yeast then, that's the for good sure. good stuff. Good for you, man. Absolutely, absolutely. You got you know, you should do a t- show on um, doing um, fermentation sur You were talking earlier about those mercaptans and stuff like that. Yes. Yes, yes. And you've been talking recently about the poor guy who got some Pinot Grigio and something else. Yeah, and so he got some, yeah, right, some white instead of the reds, yeah. It's something I haven't pursued very much, but, you know, where you stir the leaves in a Chardonnay or something. It's apparently a, a real interesting technique to impart a lot of flavor. Oh, I see. Well, so you have mix you, it back up. You you don't let them settle out straight away. You actually yeah. stir them back up. Well, I've, I've heard that. Have you, every month. Every month or so you stir them up. And then you get some complexities that you wouldn't get otherwise. Yeah, I, I've heard that in whites. But have you made whites? I have made whites. Absolutely. Oh yeah, we've but we've I don't, like you. I don't make too many whites. I mean, it's, the temperature control is you know always a big challenge. A big bugger, and that's gonna that's gonna be worse for you down there. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'll have to come up with something. No, you know, it's a doable thing. Yeah, I actually, Tim. I mean, with Peter Brim stuff, I mean, it's easy because you get the stuff in the winter. Yeah, yeah, right. That that's the that's the beauty of uh, uh, boy. And you know, that's a good thought because if you're if we're thinking about or anyone's thinking about whites, uh, going with Peter Brem because you can have it delivered in winter, especially if you're down south, um, yeah, is a real plus. Thought. Yeah, Tim actually says he's doing that on a Sauvignon Blanc. So uh, oh, so, oh, Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, I love Sauvignon Tim, Blanc. you're going to have to let us know you know how that works for you. Uh, this, and uh, send a bottle of that olive oil. Ah, yes. This Pittsburgh-bound way. We'll taste it on the show. Yeah. yeah. Always happy to I'm share. So happy. I'm so happy everybody's having tr- uh, having fun with um, Peter Brem grapes. That's oh, a thanks. great, great recommendation. That great one's recommendation. spread like wildfire. And you should really, you should, I've told you this before, you should really try and get him to talk uh, sometime on our show. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm sure he would. He you has si- got so much 
stuff that he could tell you. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. If you like that gentleman you had from up there in Cleveland, he did great stuff. Yeah, Carl. Carl yeah, great Carl man. was great. Yeah. Or the night we had the guy who was the oak expert, uh, Pierre, exactly. Pierre Benchy. Exactly. Yeah. And I would think that you'd be able to get him once the picking is done. Well, either then or now, before it gets busy in the summer. Yeah, unless he's, you know, negotiating contracts. Yeah, that, that's so, true. Yeah. That's true. There, we we should contact him and see when his downtime is and a good time to get him on the show. All that's right, a that's, a, that's a great idea. Great suggestion. Well, hey, congratulations again. And with that, we should bring the um, the show to a closure at uh, an hour and 47 minutes now. I think we've gone long. Although, again, we'll release this in two parts. So uh, if you weren't listening live... I guess it's the end of the second part. We certainly enjoyed uh, drinking our Behringer Founders Estate Cabernet, although passionate one. I enjoyed the blend you brought in of our own. Just uh, as much, if not more. Um, I tell you this what. This was phenomenal. Hey, keep the um, emails coming, folks. Uh, we love to uh, hear from you at uh, cellardwellers at talkshoe.com. If you've got ideas for the uh, Italy trip that we're going on. Uh, oh, we'd, we'd love – I'll tell you I'll tell you what would be a passion of mine in my life is to have – get a group of a half a dozen or a dozen folks of wine enthusiasts, homemade, winemakers, blast. and ride around Italy. Before we, before yes, we sign now, what off What are we here, going to drink next, uh, next time, next, which will be uh, – what are we talking? Let me check the dates here. Uh, so, two weeks from yesterday. Uh, you're right. And so my calendar says that uh, that will be the 24th of July. We'll be back with our next live show. Beautiful. And uh, what will we be sharing with everybody next show? One of the numbers guy and the passionate one, Todd's mm. favorite wineries. We both love this from one. From Chile. Ah. Chi, chi, le, le, le. Delish. When they play tennis, that's what they, they chant that at the uh, major tournaments. Do they really? The Chilean. Oh, yes. There's been some great chi, chi, Chilean. Chi, 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 le, le, chi, 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 le, le. Yeah, I don't know what it, I don't know what it means. Anyway, it's Montes Alpha, a classic winery, absolutely fabulous wines. Uh, one of my favorite wines go, and especially for the price, and it's usually in the – it's under 20 bucks. is the Syrah. But we're going to be drinking the Montes Alva, Alpha Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, right now, if you can get the 04 or the 05, wonderful, depending on how much you want to spend. This is, this is around – even here in PA, we can get this 14 15 bucks. So it's a little more than we typically do. We try to stay around 10 bucks, But – a little bit more, but this is a fabulous wine. We would love to enjoy it with everyone and get your feedback on it. By the way, um, right now, if I were going to buy the Behringer Cabernet or our blend, I'd buy our blend. <laughs> Just a little pitch there. I, uh, I'm loving it. But mm. the Behringer Cabernet was delicious. Delish, especially for 8 bucks out in California. I'm, All right. Well, a great buy. With that, thanks, everyone, for uh, joining us tonight. We will be back in um, one day less than two weeks. And um, I like the idea of going after Peter Brem. And uh, I'm really excited about this uh, Italy trip. It's going to be an absolute blast. I am Dave Nelson, and you are... The other guy. Cheers. See y'all next time.